usually we come in and uh, our, our wonderful uh, worship leader back here, Colt Rhodes, uh, usually comes up here and uh, just rocks our face off uh, with worship. And, uh, but this morning, I wanted to do something uh, a little bit different. And uh, I wanted to start out this morning because what I'm going to talk to you guys about uh, is worship. And I kind of want you guys to have an understanding of what it is that you guys are, are really doing when, when, we, when we sing songs, when we, when we have our quiet time and, uh, and stuff like that. So I really, wanted to, I really wanted to focus in on that to kind of give you guys a different perspective um, on just exactly what it means uh, to, you know, when, we, when we worship God. And then uh, as soon as I'm done, which I won't be long, um, Colt's going to come up here and, and lead you guys uh, in some amazing worship this morning. So um, I want you guys to follow along with me this morning. Uh, go on and turn in your Bibles uh, to Isaiah. Last night, Brian told you guys that Isaiah is one of my favorite books, um, and it really is. Uh, I, just, I love it. Uh, we're going to be in Isaiah chapter 6. Um, as soon as you find it, then uh, kind of hold your place there, and we are going to be in the book of Revelation, chapter number 4 as well. This one's going to be fun for the podcast. Um, if I see you sleeping, I have no problem asking you to stand up, and chances are you probably won't be alone. So in saying that, if you're tired, I don't care if you stand up. Um, I'm exhausted. I got up five minutes before breakfast started. and uh, So, I mean, if I'm tired, I get to stand up and move around. So if you guys are tired, I don't care if you stand up. See, we've already got one taker. It's probably best if you don't lean against the wall because that's still kind of stand. Because if you stand and you fall asleep, it hurts a lot more when you wake up. So um, if you feel tired, stand up, and you will not bother me in the least bit. Okay, so um, everybody got Isaiah, and then everybody got another finger in Revelation. Okay, we're good. Okay, uh, I, I love I love the book of Isaiah, and Isaiah chapter six. I was telling you all to get there, and I wasn't even there. Um, Isaiah chapter six. We see Isaiah in the throne room of God, and I'm not going to go into this a lot because I might be speaking on this uh, later on this week. Uh, to bring out another point, but when I think about worship, this is this is this is really one of the passages that sticks out in my mind. Um, last night, not to not to kind of hang on to to what we talked about last night, but um, last night one of the things that I talked about was right then at that exact moment, like there was just a throng of people in heaven around the throne of God worshiping Him. Last night when you guys were sleeping, do you know what was going on? They were worshiping God. When you guys were dragging out of bed this morning, there were people around the throne of God worshiping. When you guys were eating breakfast, probably wondering why in the world you were having eggs and bacon, or like hopping up on, on sugar-filled cereal, there was worshiping going on in heaven. And I said it last night, there, there, is, there is no point in our life where we are closer to the throne of God and the activities of the throne of God than when we're worshiping. And I mean, not, not just standing in here 
and, you know, looking around and seeing somebody else raising their hands, and so you raise your hands, you know, and, and you're constantly, like, looking around, seeing if everybody else is raising their hands, that kind of worshiping. I mean, like, when you just genuinely, in your heart, just go before the throne of God, and you don't care who's around you. You don't care what's going on around you. All you care about is that you're focusing on God, and you're singing to Him, or you're, just, you're worshiping Him. You know, I mean, how many of you all, this is a rhetorical question, you don't have to raise your hand, but how many of you all this morning in your quiet time just kind of opened up your Bible, read something real quick, kind of said a God is great, God is good kind of prayer, and then closed your Bible and, and hey, I did my quiet time? Because, I mean, that's, that's also a form of worship where you just get into his word and you just go, you go, you know what, God, speak to me this morning. Show me something. So here's what I want you guys to see. Last night we talked about what's going on around the throne of God right now. I want you guys to see this. Isaiah chapter 6, and I'll just start in verse 1 just to kind of give you guys a heads up. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting upon a throne high and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled the temple. And above him stood the seraphim. Each Each had six wings. With two he covered his face, with two he covered his feet, and with two he flew. And y'all are probably going, that's kind of crazy. Don't worry about it. I'm going to get into that a little bit later. Here's the key point. And one called to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. Now, if you've got your finger in it, turn over to Revelation. If you're like me and you don't have it marked, turn to Revelation. Chapter 4 and verse 8. Now, this is John in the throne room of heaven. Verse 8, And the four living creatures, each of them with six wings. Isaiah saw six wings, angels with six wings. John sees angels with six wings. Are full of eyes all around and within, and day and night they never cease to say, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. Now, the way I like to teach, Isaiah is in the Old Testament. Revelations in the New Testament. I never really like to teach anything out of the Old Testament without touching base in the New Testament. And vice versa. I don't really like to teach out of the New Testament without showing something out of the Old Testament that, that parallels it. And I thought, you know, how much more parallel can you get than two different guys seeing the throne room of God in heaven? And I thought, man, you know, this, this, this could be a cool comparison. So as I'm studying it, I'm reading through Isaiah, and Isaiah's like, you know what, there's, there's like these freaks up there. I mean, they really are freaks. I mean, they're angels, and we think of angels with like two wings. And he's like, these angels have six wings. They're covering their face, they're covering their feet, and then they're flying around. How they see where they're going, I don't know, because their face is covered up, but they're flying around. And he goes, you know what, it's not just that. The whole time that they're flying around, you know, do you honestly know what they're doing? They're just saying, holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts, the whole earth is full of, your, of his glory. I mean, they're standing up there and they're going, hey, do you realize how awesome this guy is right here that we're flying around? He's holy. He's holy. He's holy. He's the Lord of hosts. There's nobody else above him. The whole earth is full of his glory. There is nothing in the earth that doesn't showcase God. I mean, they're flying around. Just, it tells us that day and night, they're flying around saying this. Later on in Isaiah, it, it tells us that that just the very voice of those angels was enough to shake the foundations of the temple. 
I mean, I've, I've, got a, I've got a pretty deep voice, like especially really early in the morning. I answered the phone this morning at like 7.30. I was like, hello. And my dad's like, are you awake? No. You know, but I mean, even, even at like max volume, and if I, just, if I just went as low as I could go, I wouldn't shake the ground around this, around this building. But I mean, but these guys are flying around and they're going, they're going, holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And I thought, man, that is so awesome. Could you imagine being Isaiah and you're just standing there watching all of this and you're going, oh, man. So jump, jump forward a few centuries. John, a disciple of Jesus, he's exiled on the island of Patmos and he's, and he's, he, 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 all of a sudden there he is in the throne room of heaven. And I thought, man, this is going to be awesome because John's going to see something totally different. You know what he sees? He's standing there, and he's just like looking around, and he's going, man, there's these things flying around him, and they've got six wings. And you know what they're saying? They're saying, holy, holy, holy. And they change it just a little bit. Is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. You know what they're saying? They're saying, he's holy. He's holy. He's holy. He, he is the Almighty. He is the only one. He is, he, is our, he is our foundation. He's our strength. He's our strong tower. And they're saying, you know what? He was, he is, he is to come. You know what that means? That means he was here before I started. He's here while I'm here, and he's going to be here long after I leave. See, in Isaiah, we kind of see how universal God is when it says that the whole earth is full of his glory. You know what? I, sound, I know this sounds kind of weird, and I'm not like some like nature freak. <clears throat> but tomorrow morning when you have your quiet time, literally go find a quiet place. At the camp I surrendered at, there was this little prayer garden, and I used to sit on this bench overlooking a tobacco field. And I just used to sit there, and I was just like, you know what, God, I, as odd as it sounds, that tobacco, those plants are literally just radiating all the time. God, you're holy. You know, and then, I, and then I started thinking about it, and I just started kind of like looking around me, and just in the quiet of that moment, I mean, you could just hear, in the silence, you could just hear God being praised in worship. And then, and then we jump forward to John, and they're saying, you know, he was, he is, he is to come. And that means a lot to me when, when, when you think about that, and you think about, you know, the God that we serve today is the same God that Isaiah served, is the same God that John served, is the same God that generations from now people are going to be serving. And I mean, that, that just means something to me, especially when we hear that promise where he says, you know what, guys, I'll never leave you and I'll never forsake you. And I mean, I, I think about that and I'm like, man, that is, that is so awesome because, because, I mean, this is, this is the God that we're worshiping. You know, this is, this is the God that, that, that just wants us to follow after him and just fall flat on our faces before him and just worship him. You know what I mean? I, I, I used to be like you guys, you know, where it was, it was just like, okay, you know what? You know, before, before chapel, we're going to have a time of worship. And we just get up here and we just kind of sing through the songs. And we kind of look around. And you know what? We all do it. Everybody just kind of looks around and... Uh, you're looking at like the people that are raising their hand, and you're you're kind of like, hey, look at that guy. You know, why is he raising his hand? You know what I mean? And, and we, we kind of look at him funny. And I'm not saying Colt knows me in no way, shape, or form. Am I telling you that the only way to worship God is to raise your hands and cry? 
Because, I mean, for me to raise my hands, it's, it's a really rare occasion. But, I mean, what it is, worship is, is a condition of your heart. And it's, it's when your heart is right. You know, the Bible tells us that, that in order to worship God, you can't have any kind of animosity or hatred for your brother. The Bible tells us that you can't, you, you, can't, you can't be thinking bad things about somebody else or you can't be thinking about things that you're not supposed to be thinking about and then raise your hands and worship God. It tells us in Matthew, you know, that if you, if you, if you have a fault with your brother, you know, don't, don't bring your gift and lay it at the altar. Go find that brother, make things right, and then come back and, and offer your gift. And I mean, I always used to think that that was so weird. I was like, you know what, nobody knows... Nobody knows that that stuff's going on in my life. Nobody, nobody knows what, what's happening in my life right now. I can, I can stand here and I can praise and I can worship God with the best of them. I don't have any problems with that. But you know what I mean? It was just empty. It was hollow. And I never really realized that until God just finally got a hold of me and just broke me. And just took things out of my life that I had set up in my life. And just, and just took things away from me that didn't need to be there. And I was just left broken and bare. And all I had to do was look to him. And then I started hearing songs, and there's, there's going to be a song, uh, if they weren't going to do it, they're going to do it now that I'm mentioning it, but I know Colt, and I know he's going to do it. There's this song, and every time I hear it, I mean, it just, it just breaks my heart to, to the point where I'm just like, you know what, God, just, just fill me up. And it's, it's a song called Vision of You, and there's a line in there, and it says, it says, um, a wind of change blow through this temple. And I, was, I, thought, I thought, man, how, how weird is that? You know, that, that, that God tells us, um, you know, that, that they said, uh, you know, that this wind is going to blow through this temple. And I was like, I was like you know, that's kind of cool that they're wanting, you know, like this breeze to blow through where they're worshiping. And God goes, no. You know, th- honestly, Jared, think about it. Our body is called the temple of God. And it's, it's, it's like, you know, just, just let this wind of change blow through us. Let this wind of change blow through us and just empty us of who we are. So that way God can come in behind it and fill us up. And I thought, man, that, that line is awesome. And then there's a time later on in that song, and it says, and, and this is probably now my new favorite line. It says, may the vision of you be the death of me. Guys, worship is not about us. Worship is not about how we sound, what we do. Worship is all about God. Worship is focusing everything that we have on the one who created us, on the one who saved us, on the one that loves us, on the one that gave everything to us. Why would you not want to worship that person? Why would you not want to worship him? Any NASCAR fans? Come on, loud and proud, y'all are, y'all are fine. Okay, I, I grew up in Bristol, okay, so world's fastest half mile. I'm a huge NASCAR fan. Okay, I've started working some of the races. I just went to New Hampshire a couple of weeks ago, and uh, I've been doing it probably for about four years now. And I meet all of these famous people, you know, people that, you know, like Jeff Gordon and Jimmy Johnson and like all these all these race car drivers that you know everybody's like oh man if I could if I could just meet them you know I have met them you know what they are they're people 
You know, I mean, like when, when you, this is going to sound really funny, when you walk into a bathroom and like they're just standing there washing their hands, suddenly you realize they're, they're human. But I mean, but I see people just like running after them and you, and you see it like when they do the interviews at the end and they're walking and all these people are like shoving, shoving stuff up in front of them, you know, wanting them to autograph, wanting to get a picture just, just for a moment, just so they could say, hey, you know what? I, I saw them. I met them. And you know what we do when we come to a worship service or when we go to church? We just kind of walk in. We just kind of walk in and we just kind of go. Luckily, our microphone doesn't fall off. That's going to be good for the podcast, isn't it? But usually, you know, we just sit there and we go, okay, God, I'm here. You know, we stand up, the worship leader starts singing a song, we just kind of stand there and we just sing. We sit down, the pastor gets up, starts speaking. Do you know that's a form of worship, sitting there listening to the pastor? And and we sit there and we just kind of hear what he says. And then we go home and we like jump on the television to watch the race or we jump on, you know, the computer and start getting on you know, like Facebook or MySpace, and we just, you know, we spend all this time and all this energy just, you know, just hitting that. And then, you know, if we go back to church on Sunday nights or on Wednesday nights, and we just kind of go through the motions, and somebody goes, hey, you know, what did, what happened in church this week? I don't know. Colt and I were talking about uh, the NBA Finals last night. How long ago was that? Like a month? Something like that? Three weeks? That ended, and we were talking about it like it just happened. You know, but the cool thing about it was that was kind of, you know, as we were as we were heading somewhere. And then when we got where we were going last night, the whole conversation was about the worship service last night and about how awesome God was and how God showed up. And you know what? This morning, that's what we were expecting. We were like, man, you know what? God is going to show up and he's going to show up in such a way that these kids are just going to be blown away. I'm trying not to get too far ahead of myself in Isaiah because I'm going to be teaching on it later on this week. But guys, think about this. Isaiah, an Old Testament prophet, went to the throne room of heaven. And I like to think about it this way. You know what I mean? It was centuries later that John goes to the same throne room. Excuse me. But I like to think of it this way. I almost like to think Isaiah's standing there. And then when God goes, okay, Isaiah, you're done. You can go back. And Isaiah leaves, then immediately John's there. Because, you know, Brian talked about it last night. God's ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. You know, if he wanted John to show up immediately after Isaiah, that's when it happened. And I almost like to think about Isaiah as the door was closing behind Isaiah, the door opened and John walked in. And, I mean, he saw the exact same thing. And then we just come in here for a chapel service and our minds thinking about canteen right afterwards or thinking about how far up the wall you're going to get this afternoon. Or what kind of goofy game Colt's going to play with you later on today? You know, and I mean, I mean, that's that's where our mind is. And I mean, it's just it's just for a couple of couple of hours a day that we just ask you guys to come in here and sit and worship the God that gave everything for you. I mean, I mean, think about it. I mean, the angels weren't just kind of standing around going, holy, holy, holy. 
Lord of God Almighty, Lord of hosts. Yeah, he's sitting over there. Now, you know what they were doing? They were going, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Do you guys not see that? He's holy. I mean, the very building was shaking. Do you know what would happen if this building shook this morning when you guys worshipped? Do you guys realize what would happen if when you left this place and you went to your church and you didn't care what other people thought about you and you said, hey, you know what? God is holy. God is, God is worthy of my worship. And your church caught hold of that? You know, I told you guys last night that our church has been praying for revival. Do you know where revival is starting in our church? Our youth group. Our youth group sits up front. And I, I run a camera in the back, so I see, like, the whole church. And when the music starts, and, I mean, you can just sense it. And somebody's standing up there, and they are just singing praises to God. And you can just feel God show up. One by one, you see our teenagers start to stand up, and you can just see God just grab hold of them. And you can see them. I mean, tears are streaming down their face. And guys, I'm not telling you that that's what it has to be to worship, because we can all worship in our own way. If you just stand there with your arms crossed, but your heart is in the right place, you are worshiping God. But if something's going on on the inside, it's going to show on the outside. And I mean, I see teenagers. I saw a girl stand up on a pew with her arms raised and just just praising God and singing a song just like this, just going, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. And I saw people in our church like whispering to one another and pointing at her because she was standing on a pew. But I mean, but there she was and she was she was just praising God. And, and I mean, she was just crying and she was broken. And you could just tell that she was standing in front of the very God that she was praising, the very God that she was worshiping, the very God that she served. And there she was in front of him, nobody else around her. And people were snickering at her. People were pointing at her. But you know what I've seen over the past few weeks? People have stopped caring. And they've stopped caring in the way that when our teenagers, when they see something happening, you can see it. It's like a wave that goes over our church. And slowly you just start seeing people pop up. And you just start seeing people standing up. And you know what? They're going, you know what? I don't care. I'm at the very throne room of heaven. I am praising God because he is worthy of our worship. And they're standing there and they are saying whatever the song is, they're standing there singing, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. It doesn't matter if the song is Amazing Grace. It doesn't matter if the song is Hosanna. It doesn't matter if the song is Amazing Grace to the tune of Gilligan's Island. I don't care. Trust me, it works. Okay? Don't try that in your head right now, please. But you know what? It doesn't matter. Guys, it's like I told you. As long as your heart is right, it doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter how you're dressed. It doesn't matter the situation that you are in. Because right now, at this very moment, there is worshiping going on around the throne. And you want to know something? I want to be a part of it. And I want to be a part of it in so much that I'm going to stop right now and get Colt to come up here and lead us in worship. Because, guys, I want you all to grab hold of this. Guys, worship in chapel is not just a time where we just come in and just sing songs and listen to somebody. Worship is a time where we go before God and we just tell him how awesome, how holy, how worthy of our worship he is. You know what? If you want to sit down and worship him, sit down and worship him. If you want to stand up and raise your hands and worship him, you stand up and raise your hands and worship him. If the way that you worship is you just suddenly grab a hold of who God is and you can't help but sit there and just cry, 
worship God.